What's going on, cabrona, cabronas? Welcome back to another episode of Small Town Noise. Let's get it. Yee Small Town Noise, don't bother me. You're stuck behind the county line, and I'm free. All the things you say that don't cause me pain, I'm all out of rage. But that's small town noise. That's small town noise. Welcome back to another episode of Small Town Noise, guys. I'm so happy to have y'all back. I hope y'all are ready for this. We have a very great interview coming up later with a hometown boy from Ozona, Texas. I'd like to give a quick shout out to the Rob Brooks Band. They came on as a full band last episode, and they exclusively dropped their EP called Strange. It's on Spotify, Apple Music. Go check them out. You don't want to miss those guys. Again, the title of the album is Strange. And that's the Rob Brooks Band, so shout out to them. Another quick shout out to Brian Mendez. Uh, I got my newborn's uh, Ozona Lion onesie. <laughs> it's so dope. Uh, hit him up on Facebook. He can hook you up with all your Ozona Lion needs. I'm talking onesies, to umbrellas, to blankets, everything you need for Ozona. Some shirts, Ozona Lions so to show some support. Hit him up. Um, he'd also like me to... Give a big thank you and shout out to Rick DeHoyas, Triple C, Juan Venegas Fencing, and Napa for all the donations, plus everyone in the community that donated and helped them reach their goal. They now have enough money to order it. Hopefully, we'll be getting it in by the end of the season, if not for the playoffs and, of course, for years to come. So shout out to Brian and Candace Mendez for that. They have a good thing going on there again. Reach out to them if you need anything and all things Ozona Lions. I'll also be working on a new top fans thing. I definitely want to give back to y'all since y'all are giving me all y'all's time while listening to these episodes. People like Arlene, Gonzo, Alex Tobar, Eric Dalamantes, these people listen every week to every episode. And, you know, they get, a lot of them give me feedback all the time on, you know, things I could do better things they want to hear about, episodes, people they want to bring on. And I know there's plenty of y'all, not just them. Those are just some names I threw out there. But once I figure out what it is, I'll be able to give back to y'all. Then I'm definitely going to reach out and let y'all know. I don't know if that's just going to be Small Town Noise merch, which is coming very, very soon. Or even if it's like your favorite Texas country band and I reach out, you know, I know a few people in the scene that can maybe help out. And I knew I know a few bands, maybe some handwritten lyrics or some autographed albums or some autographed merch of some kind so i definitely want to look out for y'all because y'all look out for me y'all always show me love y'all go and share stuff on social media and and you know i really do enjoy doing this so i appreciate y'all showing me love but now let me not waste any more time in introducing the special guest for this week on the podcast he has been known as richie in the streets but bob in the sheets he is the voice of west texas Many of you know him as Ruben Cruz. All the ladies know him as Sancho. But the world will know him as Mr. Toro Loco. How's it going, Ruben? Pretty good, buddy. Pretty good. How you been? Oh, great, man. I'm just excited for this episode, man. I've been, that was like, you were like one of my top three guests. That I'm like, I have to get on if I do this. I need Toro Loco. Man, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. You just, you got that magic, man. You got the gift of gab like I got. And 
you know, I, I watch you and I listen how you talk and people love to listen. So I'm, you know, I try to steal some of your thunder sometimes every now and then. That's all right, buddy. That's all right. That's I'm not greedy. Everybody can use. <laughs> yeah. I so, usually tell rodeo personnel if they can remember the jokes, they can have them. Cause I won't remember them. The second time. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, we, we'll kind of hop into like everything you do. Cause I mean, you're a, a man that wears many hats, Ruben, you, uh, you DJ, you of course you have the the rodeos that you put on Toro Loco coming up this later this week. Um, you do rodeos, you do parties. You you're, um, you announce the football games for the Arizona Lions. Anything I'm missing? Man, that's 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 pretty much it. Yeah, we stay pretty busy, pretty involved right now. We're we're really involved with the American Bucking Bull Incorporated. It, it's it's something that we've picked up lately and. Uh, Thomas, my son, had a goal of uh, making it international into Mexico, and and we're in the works of that right now. So we're pretty excited about that. That's awesome. And other than that, yeah, we're we're on the road either DJing. I'm an EMC for weddings or quinceañeras. I'm uh, now calling the the games at the at the live. Yeah, on live Facebook live or, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, for Facebook, the Lions. The app for uh, the Lions. And uh, announcing a lot of, of, of stuff for the ABBI and the PBR. So, yeah, pretty pretty busy. We're that's, pretty excited. That's awesome, man. And, you know, you've uh, people have just been used to hearing you around Ozona since, I mean, years back, you know. But I know there's a lot of time and work that goes into that. And now now you're steady, steady busy, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty busy. You know, pretty thankful yeah. for, for being blessed that way. How, how, uh, I know you're saying things have picked up more recently, but how long have you been, like, what, when was the first time you kind of got into it? Like, just announcing, or like, have you just always been the life of the party? Do you kind of always had that? Well, you know, you know, it's the other day I was thinking about it, and it's pretty crazy because, uh, growing up, I was born in Del Rio. We, we ranched in Del Rio and in, in Acuna. Oh, yeah. And my family were actually charros. They, they competed in what they called charreadas, the Mexican rodeos. And I had one uncle that was just, uh, he just loved rodeo. He loved bull riding. So he had this idea of putting on these American style bull ridings all over Mexico. And my dad used to help him. And dad was actually the announcer. You know, oh, now that we think about nice. it. Yeah. So dad was the announcer for these charreadas, for these rodeos. And then here, years later, you know, we moved to Ozona and there's a softball league. And believe it or not, that's, that's where. That's where it got going. Me talking on a microphone started. Yeah, yeah I remember there uh, when it used to be where the pool was. Like when they used to like, I mean, the softball field was a place to be. Yes, yes. I mean, it, it, growing up here in Arizona from my sophomore year on up and playing softball there, your goal was to hit one to the to to the interstate, at least yeah. or out there to the highway. And, and <laughs> I got one one time. I guess the wind was blowing just perfect. But oh yeah, I feel like I had put my name in history because I got to hit a home run. Hit. <laughs> yeah, everyone was hitting them at I-10. <laughs> they had no yeah, idea what was so, coming. So that's actually where I started. And, uh, you know, I went to college, and I would MC parties for these these girls had a club or something. And they, yeah. they would hire a DJ, but the DJ didn't want to talk. He just so wanted to like, put music on, right? And just yeah. like let him go. Yeah. So they, the girls were like, what if we invite Ruben? You know, everywhere we go to a party, he's always selling jokes. And so then in college, I uh, 
I started talking on the mic once again. I mean, pretty much, I guess that's where it started because then I moved back home and that's when softball started. Right. But uh, really the rodeo announcing was when my son started rodeoing, we showed up to a rodeo and uh, there was no announcer. And, and the guy, the producer was freaking out. And I was like, what's wrong, bud? He goes, man, my announcer didn't show up. And I was like, well, I can help you out. He goes, I'll, I said, I'll talk on the mic. He goes, I'll give you 250 bucks and your son can ride for free. And I was like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm good for you then. I'll do it. Yeah, and, sign uh, me up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, if I'm getting paid to come to these deals, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And, uh, man, it just, it started from there. Somebody heard me and then they offered me Dos Amigos in Odessa. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, I've, yeah. I've, yeah I lived there, I there for I like to, 10 years and it's, it's, it's pretty, yeah. it gets crazy over there. They're really serious about their stuff down there. And then uh, somebody heard me there and offered me a pro rodeo, and and here we are. I've uh, I've had I've been blessed because I've traveled to uh, Mexico, I've traveled to Panama. That's and, awesome, man. Uh, really talking to some people, I might be able to go to Brazil in, in this 2021. So oh, yeah, there you go. You keep on working, man. I'm looking forward to that. That'd be awesome. So uh, with the national finals and the PBR finals coming, they're even talking about. You know, I don't know when the when the COVID hit. I don't know if you you ever heard of my virtual parties. Yeah, I was a hey, I was a part of them, man. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. I was there rocking out with you. I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Well, it's what's crazy is that all these people in Fort Worth, Dallas area heard about them, so they might I might even get the opportunity to to be the DJ at some of these after parties. That's awesome. These man. clubs are trying to to work a deal where I could go DJ some some after parties, so. Man, that's that's pretty much how I got started. You yeah, know, so was, somewhere, no matter where the the you know life took you, someone was putting the mic in your hand, so you finally kind of <laughs> grabbed a hold of it and ran with it, huh? Yeah, I, man, I tell you what, I even walk in the grocery store sometimes and they ask me to give to them a little something, right? Specials on the produce <laughs> <laughs> over the intercom, man. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, I know, like you, I mean, we um. Well, obviously, since y'all moved here, I was way younger than you. But me and your sister Alejandra have been friends since I mean, think since y'all got here. And That's I, right. And like, so you've known me growing up, and then we uh, eventually, when I got to high school and stuff, I worked with you at Text Dot, and like, we were always riding together. And I've always known you were funny, and like, it's we're the same, right? Like, I feel the same with my friends. Like, you know, always telling jokes. People are always bringing up stories for me to tell. Or, but I just like I always vibed, and I could. I laughed at you every time I was over there with Alejandra and them. And, and you telling me that your dad was an announcer before, it kind of blows my mind because he's a man of few words when I've been around him, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it was my uncle pushing him, too, to, to always yeah. make him do these things, you know? Because <laughs> now that you told me that, I'm thinking in my head, like, no way. Like, uh, Big Ruben is just, he's usually just sitting there with the mustache looking like uh, on Queen of the South. What's his name? Bote. He yeah. looks like Bote, man. He's got that. <laughs> he's got that mean yeah. mug vibe. But that's awesome, man. You know, those are some good stories. And yeah, no, I, we've been, we've been, I've been pretty blessed, man, and I'm, and I'm thankful to, to, uh, to have had that childhood. You know, that the dad was always the entrepreneur that wanted to try all these different things, and yeah. here we are. You know, <laughs> I think that's a Traveling. that's a good trait, right? Uh, to not be scared to fail, man. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do yeah yeah it, it, it's uh it's crazy you know and now like the kids i have thomas is 22 and mia's 14 and she's already ran music at pro rodeos and 
they've been around it so much that to them it's it's it, a second nature, it's right? A pro they, rodeo. They, yeah, they, yeah, to them it's, it's like ah, it's just another. There's JB Mooney right there, and and you know, and and at no moment do they feel nervous or nothing, and. Mm -hmm. I still get awesome. more nervous than they do. Yeah, you're nervous for them, right? And you're like, how are they so fearless? And it's like, well, they've been kind of watching their dad just kind of go at it for a couple of years. Yeah. So, I mean, you'd be surprised. Even old Thomas has to grab that mic sometimes. And, and people are like, man, that's the first time I've heard that kid's voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I remember Thomas growing up. Like, you, he kind of reminded me of your of your dad. And um, Yeah. I know Alejandra leaned more towards you too. Like she, she was always a talker. She didn't, <laughs> she, she thought yeah. she was more funny than she probably was, but she, yeah. She yeah. People. And Luis, well, he's real quiet. Yeah. So. He is. He also, so that's why I'm like, like I said, when you said your dad was announcing this, that blew my mind, but, uh, that's awesome. So, yeah. um, coming from Del, Del Rio, you, uh, you said you were there till your sophomore year. Yeah. I think I moved here by, I, I, it had to been my freshman year that summer because before I became a sophomore, I believe. And just is when I moved to just Ozone. to kind of move from the timeline from when you were younger to now, kind of. Well, let me let me uh let me start over right there because a lot of my listeners are from, you know, all over California. People going uh in Missouri. I have people all over the place that kind of listen that I've met throughout the years, you know, in college and stuff, and uh, they're not some of them never been to a rodeo so i don't know if you want to give like a quick little breakdown like maybe some rodeo like what well, the first rodeo was that pecos right or something like that first yeah the first rodeo in history was in uh pecos that which now it's fourth of july and it's one of the biggest prca rodeos still up, up to date you know and, and it's uh now they're they're judged on money wise you know there's so much money and you'd be surprised how much money goes into pecos rodeo but that's just the history of it you know and uh growing up in del rio man i had the opportunity to grow up with the george paul memorial which is the super bowl okay. and you've heard of that one in eight yeah. seconds yeah so that's and, where everybody knows it right are a lot of people yes. if you're from texas at least you haven't been to rodeo you've at least know lane frost right you know eight seconds Yes. And, and, you know, uh, really rodeo is, is what started in Pecos, but back in the, I'm going to say eighties, late eighties, somebody had this idea of just putting on bull riding. Let's take all the other events and just, uh, make it a bull riding. Mm -hmm. And Del Rio was one of the first bull ridings, you know, that it was just 40 guys are going to get on bulls and that's all. That's all so it was really is. like, it's when the sport went to the extreme side, I guess, because it was just, you know, you go to a rodeo, you might see five bull riders, maybe 10, but now you're going to sit and watch two hours of pure bull oh, riding. Pure bull riding. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so what is, if you had to describe just a base, like a basic rodeo or your, your typical rodeo setup, what does that all consist of? Is it just bull riding, bronc, you know, like what, what is it all? What, what are some well, events you normally see? The reason that rodeo started was really because, of uh ranch work you know these ranchers would bring in back in the days you know you didn't have these smaller ranches it's, you had these big ranches big mm -hmm. pastures and different ranchers would just gather all their animals and put them in the pasture so that's where your roping events come from that's where you know your horse like like barrel racing all this other stuff it's just because you wanted to show off your horses and how good horses you had oh, and yeah. then trying to show like what you're what you're yeah, working with what between your ranchers so it started like a little competition between ranchers and then it became, you know, the sport of rodeo. 
and they say that bull riding was where one guy had a ranch hand. He goes, Hey, I bet you my ranch hand will stay on your bull longer than your ranch hand. And it just <laughs> started awesome. the competition. And here we are, you know, evolved to, to rodeo and evolved to, uh, to bull riding. Now bull riding, the PBR has taken it, I mean, to the next level, man. I mean, we're going to have the PBR finals in November. We'll be in uh, Dallas, Arlington area. We'll be there for from November the 10th to all the way to November 16th with the PBR finals being at Cowboy Stadium. That's so that awesome. just shows you what level rodeo has gone to where they're going to rent Jerry's house for a whole week to have the bull riding <laughs> finals, you know? Yes, sir. That's crazy because, yeah, like that stadium is like you wouldn't think and I'm sure Jerry, being the guy that he is smart, he knows like, hey, this at one point needs to be a rodeo arena as well, right? So they're they're keeping in mind with the NFL making all these money, but they're also in the back of their heads are thinking, hey, this has to be ready for a rodeo event. It's got to be able to – we got to turn it into that, you know? Yeah, so it's that just shows you how much it has evolved, you know, the sport of rodeo, you know. Now everybody wants to be a cowboy, you know, so it's it's a good deal, I guess, but – but yeah, it's it, it's evolved a lot, and your big rodeos they still pay money, which is like San Antonio, uh, Houston, and lots of people just think, oh, well, we're just here for the fair or the concerts, but they don't realize that all those festivals are based on some of the richest rodeos in in the world, and, right. and they're here in Texas. It wasn't the concert or the fair bringing the rodeo in; it was the rodeo bringing everybody in, and yes, people right. saying like, "Hey, now we need a we have these people here. Let's give them a little something to make it a whole event, right? Let's give yeah. them some music, let's give them some carnival stuff." So those rodeos have been there for years, and that's why you have your San Angelo Stock Show rodeo, San Antonio, Houston, Austin you know, Fort Worth, Odessa. I mean, all these towns have their pro rodeos and, and that's when the carnivals, and lots of people don't even know that sometimes. They're like, oh, <laughs> They're it's, just the, it's the carnival's time of year. No, it's just because the rodeo. pro rodeos in town. Yeah, yeah. that tells us a lot about how you know about it, right? And it's crazy because yeah. like some of these, um, like uh, the past, what, last year, two years ago, every concert that they had at, what is it, Energy in Houston? The, the, uh, or where they have the rodeo at? Reliant, no, is it Reliant or is it in? I don't know. The, I'm the, not sure. The, the, but anyway, they sold out the Coliseum a little bit bigger every night. And whoever was playing that concert that night before the night, the next night, they were breaking records, right? Like it was boom, boom, boom. Yes. Like that's just how big it is. And that, I mean, that just shows you what kind of money these rodeos have been putting up for years to get to a level where you can bring Beyonce and. And you yeah. know they're they're bringing these big bands, Latina del Norte. I mean, they're Everybody, not messing around. Yeah, they're not playing. They have money to throw around, right? So it's obviously it's obviously a money maker. Yeah. So it, it just, I think uh, rodeos a, a big part of Texas, and it's it's big part of history. But at one point, somebody had the bright idea to take the bull riding out and 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 make capitalize on its own and. And man, it's grown. I mean, they're—I think they're partners with the UFC people now, the people oh, that nice. own the, the yeah, PBR. So, so, yes. So now that yeah. you say that, and I know that's kind of where your uh, wheelhouse is, like you feel most comfortable at bull riding and stuff. What what led you to that? I mean, you were always going to rodeos, I'm assuming, but what when the bull riding happened? What made you like this is it? This got to be it. well. Uh, that brother that my dad had i guess was like the black sheep of the family he was the troublemaker he was uh, <laughs> the, one, the one that grandpa would kick out of the house uh -huh. and dad you know my dad has a big heart so dad was the one that, like well come stay with us yeah you're with us now i so, got you 
growing up as a kid, that's the uncle I hung out with. I mean, he was taking me to bars, places that I didn't have to, I shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. As I a remember kid. a couple of uh, Boys Town stories you told me once. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I knew those places, man, before I, you know, I, I even got to sixth grade or something, you know, because I was hanging out with my uncle and then uh, he was just a big bull riding star down there in Mexico. And, uh, Man, I just fell in love with the sport. So before I knew of the tough Hedemans or Lane Frost, man, I had my uncles. I had Julio yeah. Cruz, Horacio Cruz, you know. So uh, I was already loving the sport. And then when Super Bowl, when I got old enough to understand what Super Bowl was, I was like, oh, man, this is this is awesome. Uh, I started rodeo when I was probably about eight or nine years old. And then uh, I made it to the state finals in high school. My senior year, I was sitting number three in the in my region. And then I got hurt in football. Is that a, so you were out. doing a uh, – that's for bull riding you qualified for? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, probably one of the well, – there's probably one of the only guys – there's probably only a couple guys that have Ozona Letterman jackets with a rodeo on it. Yeah. That. Oh, you and you have one? I have one. That's yeah. awesome, man. You got to send me a picture or something. I got to see yes. what it looked like. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I, it just uh, has rodeo on it. It just says yeah, rodeo. Just, so. oh, okay. I was thinking like a bull or something, maybe. Well, you know, and I, I told Chris, I was like, man, now that I'm old, I would like to at least decorate it to put it up and put all my patches. Because I did go to state. Nice. And then I got a small scholarship and went to Snyder, where I rode for the college for one year. And then uh, my traveling partner at the time, decided that we were going to go pro and I went pro and I was in the pro in the PBR for two years. I didn't do too good, but I think it's, you know, it's like dad says that the Lord works in mysterious ways. You know, he right. probably put you in that path to make you a better announcer. And that's what makes you a better announcer now is that you've lived through it. I mean, you've experienced yeah, they, that, you they, know you what they're know going what it's through. Like to sit in that shoot. Yeah. Right. That's like when they bring Tony Romo and them into the booth on the, on Sunday, right. It's better to have a guy that's been through it, going through the motions that can give you a different perspective than just any guy off the street. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's helped me a lot. Cause there's some guys that are very talented, you know, in the PBR and, and pro rodeo, awesome announcers but you know these these guys probably never even been on a horse yeah. and and they're, <laughs> they're they're awesome but then you hear the difference from a guy that's a cowboy that's been in the arena you can tell the difference and uh, they can explain it a little bit better of how it feels to sit in that to sit in that bull you know and and i think that's something that's helped me in my career and 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 it's got me this far you know and then the music-wise is just from being a clown, I guess, and having a good time at a party. Now I'm DJing weddings for, for world champion bull riders and stuff like that. That's so. awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I think it's just a personality trait, too. Like, you can, uh, I think uh, with the announcer, like, coming with the announcer and all that, it's kind of a, you have a very good feel and vibe for the crowd, right? You can, you can feel yes. the energy, and you know how to manipulate that energy. Yes, yes, and, and, and it's... You know, I had an incident Fourth of July weekend. I uh, I blew my speakers in the middle of the performance, and this is a, a PBR performance in Rock Springs, Texas. Dang. And uh, man, I have this little speaker set up there, and I'm just hollering. And I apologize to the crowd. And uh, this guy walks up to me. He goes, "Man," he goes, "And this is a professional, you know, you know, bullfighter, roadie clown." Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Bro," he goes. You must be doing something wrong because this crowd didn't give a damn that your speakers just blew up. <laughs> yeah, as long, you're out as there long as they still heard you, they're right? They're loving it, you know. <laughs> that, 
They're, you're, they're loving it that you're out there screaming at them just to let them know who's next. And, uh, you know, I had an extra set hooked up and, you know, it took me a while, a couple riders to get it going. But, man, that was a stressful situation, but it made me realize, and these crowd, as long as you entertain them, you know, they're, they're loving it. So, yeah, they, you know, that's what, that's what they're there for, right? It's just maybe like you always want to have great quality sound and stuff like that. Right. But they they really do appreciate you just talking, right. Just you being yes. there and, and acknowledging the people that are there and, you know, they're there to support some of their friends and family. And, you know, you do have that insider. So you probably know most of these bull riders. So you, you probably give them a little, a little extra pizzazz and some guy that's just reading their names off of a sheet. Yes. Yes. And that, that's one thing that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll come, I'll start talking about Tor Local if that's okay. Oh kinda. no, definitely. Yeah, let's transition into Tor Local. That's what that's what we're here for, right? For, um, it's coming up on. It starts Friday, the sixteenth. Oh uh, well, it'll be October seventeenth. It'll be 17th. October with the COVID stuff. You know, we're we're working it a little bit different this year. So my main focus is just to bring at least the bull riding part of it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Uh, after that, I told the crowd, I said, look, I'll entertain you somehow. I'll sing or I'll play music, but we'll have fun somehow afterwards. Uh, we, we don't want to break any rules or regulations with, with all this COVID. And then, uh, when they shut down the, the salon, the convention, yes, sir. well, that kind of threw us off. So we won't, you know, we'll still get to party, but we'll get to party afterwards in the arena or in the bleachers yeah, we'll, or something. That's one thing you can believe in for Ozona and Cowboys. Yeah. They will find a way to party. So I don't have yeah. any. I don't have. <laughs> I don't have any worries on that part of it, right? Yeah. So uh, what we did is we 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 stayed so busy with rodeo where we're traveling, and I had friends that had bulls. I had friends that there were bull riders, and it was like, man, I wish I could get them to my town and show Ozona what what we do every weekend. And that's that's where it started. You know, I have a YouTube video where it kind of explains that we started. We just wanted a party. Oh yeah, so like that's what, like the what made Toro. That's what you gave you the Toro Loco like bull riding idea was like. Yeah, well, that's what kind of Arizona. yeah, that's kind of what my uncle did in Mexico. He he's the one that started in the eighties as Toro Loco. So I just brought it back up, and I was oh, like, so it's like it a here. name that's been used. Yes, oh, yes. that's it's, awesome. It's, I didn't know that. See, and I've known you for years. I just assumed that was just your thing. But no, yeah, so no, it's it was you, it's established like a family in uh, 1986. Uh, my uncle started putting on these these bull ridings. There's a celebration in Acuna and Del Rio called the uh, Dias de la Amistad, where they celebrate uh, Acuna and Del Rio starting doing business together across the border. Mm -hmm. And they have a festival that goes on for like four days. Damn. And uh, they would have a bull riding in Del Rio. Well, then my uncle would put one on in in Mexico. So these riders would come across. It was just a big old, big old, awesome. That's nice. Uh, competition. So I, that's kind of where I brought, you know, with with these, with rodeo, it becomes a bit. I mean, it's become a business, and that's great. I mean, that's great for the people that are in the business. But I still, I still enjoy the old school bull riding where it's just an open to the world bull riding against some of the best bulls in the business nice. and it's cost me 14 years to to get here this is the 14th annual coming up this october 17th this is the 14th that's annual awesome, tour local man. here in ozona congratulations and, on that ruben that's amazing man, yeah, I, it seems like you. it was just yesterday that i mean the first time you put tour local on right but i'm like man now, now i think about it, it's been years and years of it going on 
Yeah, and, and and you know what? I want to say thanks to everybody in Arizona that becomes a part of it or has become a part of it because these sponsors, man, there's there's some they're just waiting. You know, they, they don't sponsor other things, and it's like we're just waiting for Toro Logo because we only have so much money. And uh, But it takes a lot of money to to get it to where we are now. You know, the, the bulls that you see here October 17th, you're going to see at Cowboy Stadium. You know, you're going to see one or two at Cowboy Stadium. Yeah, we're not skimping on the experience here. You're bringing top, top-notch top guys, top-notch bulls, and you're just trying to you're trying to really show these guys what it is. Yeah. So it, it's, and it takes, it takes a lot of money, but you're also not going to, you know, you want to bring the best. And uh, most of the time people, you know, and that's one thing that they don't, people don't realize because lots of people think, well, what do you, you know, do you make money at the gate? Do you, I said, well, most of the time we, our town's so small that we don't have that much money in sponsors. So most of the time we're hoping, you know, a hundred people show up just so we can use that money to pay like the rodeo clowns, right, pay the secretary. To, yeah. I mean, it's kind of break everybody off even, yeah. or, you know, giving showing some time. So that definitely, yeah. I mean, that alone just kind of shows like you're doing this, not just for the business side of it, but I mean, that's, that's just always something that comes along with stuff like this, but you do love this. You do, you do appreciate all the people, you know, giving their time coming in and people of Ozona showing you love and, that shows that you you really do love the sport, Ruben. I think deep down inside, I think everybody knows that. Yeah, so it, it's it's uh man, it's fourteen years. I didn't realize that till Christy showed me the T-shirts uh, <laughs> for for this year, and it's, I mean, that's how much has grown. Like, like it used to be me and Christy did everything, and I and I gotta tip my hat to Christy because, oh, Christy's been putting putting up with me since since high school. You know, we <laughs> yeah. used to work. She used to work with Coach Bachman's wife, and then on Friday after Friday night football games, sometimes we were driving to New Mexico because I had a bull riding the next morning, and uh, so she was already hauling me to bull ridings when we we're in high school, college, pro rodeos, and then Thomas came along. And we started hauling him. He rode bulls. He rode till he was riding bulls and then quit. Oh, so she knows the. She knows the. She's a. Yeah. She's a road warrior too. She knows. So, but now we've had to separate and like, okay, we're going to have to hire a secretary and it's going to have to be a pro secretary because this stuff's getting serious. So now we're going to have to hire professional judges because this could become serious. You know, there could yeah. be arguments about, well, why did that guy get more points? Well, now that we're getting pro riders, we're going to have to get pro bulls. So it's, it's grown that much. It's grown that much. And, uh, that's good that it's kind of, forever it's kind of you know escalating that way i'm sure that that gets you excited that way it's not kind of just the same thing over and over now you i think you like to you like to be presented with challenges and you the way yeah you, the good the cool thing about you is i think you find the most unique ways to overcome them or turn them into like a positive right i think it's i think it's awesome to what you do and how you do it and, and one of the things i i, I you know I, I take pride on is is when people are we're sitting in oklahoma and Somebody says, this is the guy who puts on the bull riding in Ozona. In my eyes, through this little bull riding, we've put Ozona on the map with more people. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. It, like, yeah, if they knew Ozona back circle. in the days for the go roping or they knew Ozona because of Deer Fest, now they know Ozona because of bull riding. Oh, they put on this bull riding, and it's crazy, man. It's a big old party. So that makes me feel good as well, you know. that it, I'll take pride that, that, man, I'm putting Ozona a little bit on the map for – 
yeah that's, for this bull riding that's how so. i feel that's i mean that's kind of that's not why i started the podcast but like i mean that's kind of that's kind of the overall thing the overall arcing thing on it right i'm like man just i know ozona and all these small towns are kind of the same and everybody's got that same experience kind of here and there you know but i love my town i people think i'm crazy but i put on for ozona all the time i love it i love growing up there it's got its downfalls but overall i wouldn't i wouldn't change it you know i love ozona for stuff like that and people like you ruben make ozona special and i just want to show you know as many people as i can that yeah that that's i mean i we've always taken pride i mean it, it feels good to to now that that i we say ozona one of the main things they'll say it's a Oh, is that where they have deer fest? Is that where they have tour locals? So, so we've taken pride on that. And then now that, that I've gotten the opportunity to work for, for the school, you know, that I think I've always said one of the things that COVID has brought to, uh, to one of the only good things to, in my eyes that COVID has Mm -hmm. brought is this uh, UIL now can use these live streamings for, uh, for football, for baseball. And I think it's going to be a great deal for people that are not in Ozona. You know, there's older people that can't make the games. There's people in the military. So now they get to watch our Ozona Lions play football on Friday night. I think so. I think it's a very special thing. I think you're right, man, because there's people from, I mean, I'm just on my Snapchat. I'm going through from people that have lived, moved to Dallas, Fort Worth, you know, just wherever they're at, like you said, in the service and they're Friday nights. You best believe they're watching the Lions play. Yeah, and have you caught any of those? Yeah, any of those games? I watch. I watch. I watch all of them because I have a my uh, godson Austin Castro is playing this year. So I mean, I watch all of them, and I work Saturdays now. So I'm not. I'm not normally. I live in Austin now, so it's a long trip to go make one of the games and then come back. And I work. Got work at four or five in the morning. So I, these things are perfect for me. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I think that's one of the great deals about about it. And Mr. Chavarria jumped on it quick and got to the school board and found some sponsors, man. And they got us a camera. And old Quentin, Quentin said he goes, "I need Ruben. I think Ruben would be the the perfect guy to to help me." And you know, I I don't know much on my football, but uh, we get through. You know, but I, you I think know he, people, <laughs> so that's yeah. all right. Yeah. So uh, he knows his football, and I'm the one that kind of keeps things in the middle because he goes. I can't talk to people like you do, so I, I need you. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give me a little hook of it. Maybe get a special guest appearance on a game or something if I can make one. We'll see. Yeah, I, yeah. I can hop on there and talk with you, chop it up with you and Quentin. Yeah, we're gonna have to uh, get a, a visit a visit stamp. But you'd be surprised where they put us sometimes, man. We're sitting, we're standing next to each other in some of these rooms. We barely fit in there. Yeah, I seen the poll last time. I mean, you were like, I'm trying to tell you the time. Like, it's literally blocking out the minute. So, like, it looks like every play is only 30 seconds long. Like, you got 30 seconds to the quarter. Yeah, 30 seconds left. But it's like three minutes, 30 seconds. Yeah, but... you're like, I really can't tell. We got this poll in front of us. And, you know, if uh, I was laughing, um, I don't know which game. It might have been the Sonora game. One of the games, um, uh, a great play, right? Breaks open. Everyone stands up. It's a Brady game. Everyone stands up and boom, there goes the, you can't see what's going on. Cause you're just <laughs> like, the fans are right in front of you. And I mean, you're excited. They're excited. You, you try to do, yeah, you so- can't say anything cause they're in your way. You're like, I don't know what's happening on the play, but something good. I hope. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, that's one of the things we're learning, but I think that's some of the things that the Quinn's like, man, you're the one that makes it exciting. Cause I would freaked out and I wouldn't have known what to say. You know, and, yeah. and he goes, I, I would 
I, I just, I, I freeze up because everybody stands up and what do we do now? So <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a gift. I think it's a gift that we have. When, and when I say we, I'm talking about people like you that, that do these podcasts and, uh, I'll always, I always tell the story that Miss Frankel told me one day in class to be quiet. She said, Ruben, you need to be quiet and do your work. You'll never get paid for talking. And, uh, <laughs> when I got my first pro rodeo check, I took it to her and I was like, she goes, well, if somebody was going to get paid for talking, it'd be you. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's always a winner. Man. Yeah. I tell you, I mean, I, same thing, man, growing up, like, the teachers move me to, you know, they move you around to every desk. Like maybe they won't talk to this. I'll find, I'll find a way to talk. Right. And you know, the teachers yeah. are like, I want to get them in trouble. So I sit, I, the final thing is I sit them next to me at my desk and then I find myself talking to Jordan. I can't do, I can't even do my work. So I mean, <laughs> what, what can I do with them? Right. Well, I don't think we were ever troublemakers. We just talked too much. Yeah. And that's what got us in trouble. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful, man. I'm thankful for all these, these opportunities here in Arizona. Uh, Got get to do the football games is, is awesome. I think, you know, I think we got some great kids. I've always said we got great athletes and, and smart kids in Ozona. You know, sometimes it's, it's, it's like Deion Sanders said, instead of blaming the kids, we got to blame ourselves or, or the coaches or yep. the parents for not pushing them more. I, you know, I think so. Right. I think it's a, it takes a village type mindset, right? We got to change yeah. the community and everybody in it to, to get our kids on a different mindset. That way it's not just a over and over repetitive thing. We need, yeah, to be and, seeing pro- we need to be seeing progress as the years go on. And I think we have. I think we're we're on our way. Yeah, you can see the difference. I mean, just little things as as the kids wearing ties and, and, and taking a little bit more pride on, on who they are, I think is is helping the team become better. And yes, uh, but it makes me good feel good to be a part of that. And then now the bull riding, you know, it's a little different this year with all this COVID stuff, but I think everybody's going through it. I mean, yeah. just look at the PBR finals, the national finals having to move to Texas because we couldn't do it in Vegas. So everybody's going to have to adapt to these, to these new rules. And, but I, I think we'll still find a way to have fun. And, and I'm, I'm thankful for all the people backing me up again this year, all my sponsors, the, the commissioners, you know, I go visit with them before the event and, uh, everybody's behind it man so I'm, I'm real happy and and hopefully lots of people come out and have some safe and good fun you know family fun yes sir that's so, yeah that's definitely it um just to get back into the toro loco um give us what were some of the like what were maybe some of your biggest challenges now that the covid kind of hit is it just getting people here or people getting people comfortable you know, being around each other or the city or what does that have to do with you know uh first of all my sponsors there's so many sponsors, so many businesses that have shut down and, and, and they just don't have the money to help this year, you know, and that's right. one of the things that it takes to, to get this kind of show here. You know, people don't realize that if I have 30 bulls buck, if every bull that jumps out of that box is going to cost me a hundred dollars. So that's already $3,000 in just bulls. Yeah. You're that's already you one know, of your main things, And that's I, just I to ran, get the show going, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's one of the main things that that's affected us this year. It's is is the sponsors, you know, not having the same amount of money that we always have. So I'm gonna have to find a way to make it happen, you know, with with what we do have. And uh, that's that's one of the challenges. Um, there's rules. We're gonna have to to just use every other every other row in in the bleachers. 
Okay, you yeah, know, just for a social I, distance as best you yeah, can. Yeah, social distancing. We're gonna have to set up some uh, places with with uh, hand sanitizing areas, and uh, my VIP sections are already pretty much in sections of ten, so that works perfect. Yeah, that doesn't. You don't have to stand. move it too much. And I, I was uh, we sat up there one time. We had on the trailers. You had the trailers pulled up, yes. and you know we have your ice chest and stuff, and. You're right. You're right there where the bulls are bucking, man. <laughs> you can yeah. see it. You're very close. Yes, so I think yes. it's a great experience for people that haven't done it. I think the year I went, we did it. I brought some friends that have just never even, don't even know the first thing about rodeos, cowboys, nothing, right? And we yeah. went and we went to go hang out there and we went to the VIP section right there. And they're like, oh, the bulls are right, like about two, three feet away from us. So like, that's what makes it fun, man. That's awesome. They're just right there. Yeah. And that's, you know, those chairs they sit on, you you know, that takes money. Uh, those panels, I got to bring special panels that they use in the PBR to be okay. Yeah, you know, to be safe. To, yeah, keep everybody safe. safe you know, uh, so all that takes money. Like I said, I, we've hired a, a PBR secretary that makes these boys sign all sorts of paperwork. That way it covers everybody. Yeah, to make it so it's that It's that's it's that serious when it comes to uh, – to the bull riding that people don't realize, but yeah, so it, it has the COVID's effect is it cause people are going to be scared about it. I mean, there's, there's people already posting, well, what's going to happen when they have tour local? Is it going to bring, you know, it's, it's yeah, one of those has their worries and yeah. their thoughts. And yeah. That's just how it is in the, in the world we live in today. Right. That's just, yeah. And, and it's, you know, we're not upset. Every I'm scared of it. I'm yeah, scared of it. I have my, yeah, you're trying to make, I, my yeah. sister has a baby but I honestly think we, we still need to go out there and live our lives. We, we can't be close down here in the, in a room. Yeah. And I mean, there's people that are doing that and still getting sick. So yeah. So you got, we're going to try to keep it safe best for the people. Yeah. Yeah. The best and follow all the rules that the state of Texas. I mean, there's rules out there for rodeo as well. And that's, you know, one of the main ones is keeping those bleachers, keeping people in groups and make everybody in the back, try, you know, keep them with their mask on and, we'll have to keep people away from the bucking shoots. You know, usually there's riders back there watching. We're going to have to tell everybody they need to get off. Yeah. I got uh, you. Everyone's kind of hanging out right there on the shoot. That's yeah. just how the rodeo has been. Um, yeah. Just to kind of touch on some more of like Toro local specific stuff. Um, what are your, I know one thing, which you could explain, they used to win a chicken and now it's going to be fried chicken or <laughs> what, yeah. what is, you going know, on? What? you know, kind of dig Did, into that. Let me tell you how that started. I, uh, I was reading, I was talking to a friend of mine and uh, he rodeoed in Brazil. Okay. And uh, one day we're talking, we're, you know, we're, we're at a pro rodeo in, in uh, somewhere by Waco. And I had a room and, and uh, I told him, I was, Hey, let's go chill in the room. And it was me, Christy and the kids and, and Luis Blanco, he's won the bull riding here. And I was just, so what's, what kind of stuff y'all win in Brazil, dude? Like, I know y'all win motorcycles. He goes, Oh, you win everything. It was one one time I was rodeo bull riding and I won a washer and a dryer. Allah. <laughs> and I was like, "What?" He goes, "Yes." My mom was excited because I won her a washer and a dryer. I said, "Are you serious?" He goes, "Yes." I won a couple of microwaves. I was like, "What?" <laughs> and you're thinking so to like, me what? that was funny <laughs> for a champion, right? Like, to take home the yeah. microwave, the champion. Yeah, but microwave. you don't realize it's it's another country. Yeah. So to them, that's you know, here you win a truck, over there they're winning microwaves and they're happy. Yeah. You know, I want a, a fan, a fan at a bull riding. So that's where it started, man. We started giving away these chickens and stuffed animals, and 
so the last time Luis won, we had the chickens in a cage and they jumped out and we lost them. <laughs> they all got out. Yeah, so we never gave up the chickens to the winner. So now we we started saying, well, since that way we don't have to chase them, we're gonna we tried fried chicken. So now it's a box of fried chicken. <laughs> That's awesome. And man. all and all our money is in ones because when we started, it was only like five hundred dollars. Yeah. So we made it in ones. That way it looked like more money instead of just 500 bucks. Yeah, you're having fun with it, man. That's awesome. So, and I think now riders are like, man, instead of going to a pro road or something, I'm going to tour local. Yeah, so, like I mean, it's, it's gotten fun, to a right? point where, where people in the pro circuit are like, there's a little town in Ozona, they're having a little bull riding, and we're losing riders to that. What's the deal? They're yeah. only giving like $2,000 in $1 fried bills <laughs> and fried chicken. So, that's what it was just it's a fun deal it's it's we're trying to do what super bowl was back in the 90s we're trying to do it again but here in ozona so that's awesome man i think that's that's like uh they used to have a what they call like the big man relay so it was like all your you had to be over a certain weight they have all the big guys doing a relay at track right and sometimes you carry a tire sometimes you wouldn't it's just normal relays but yeah they you would win like if you got first you would win like a bucket of chicken or like some donuts or something crazy but i think yeah. that, i think that's awesome man um, what yeah, are your, you, you, what are your typical, do you have like a chicken for each guy? Like you, how does a rodeo no, no, place, no. is it you the see, normal one to th one to three or the, the way it works really in rodeo is like, say you have 40 bull riders, okay. they'll come up with this deal that says, okay, well, we're going to pay every five that show up. So if you have 40, that means they're going to pay eight hopes. Well, that's kind of taken away from old school. Back in the days, it was either first, second and third and that's it. You know, you. so here at Toro Loco, you're riding for $3,000 that'll be split three ways. So the winner will take home $1,500 and a box of chicken. Okay. So that's, that's like your main deal. Yeah, like that's a, that's if you the want champion. chicken and yeah, but we're only playing three holes. We're only playing first, second and third, like the old days. There's not going to be a fourth or fifth or six, or if you stay close to eight, you know, we don't do that. We're not going to baby you that way here at Toro Local. Either you come and get on bulls, or you're just going to get on one and make it count because that's the only bull you get, you know. So, you. so, so it's still it's still kind of you know hard for a rider because you got to be in the top three to make any kind of money. Right. So that's kind so, of like a, that's kind of unique to it too. The other unique thing you have on there is you always got a celebrity bull rider, right? <laughs> man we did we did okay, and then uh, yeah. this year because this year we're just gonna put on the bull riding and i was like i can't mess with a celebrity bull rider this year i think i'm gonna take a break just because so just yeah i've always yeah, thought in high I, school i used to be like man i want it ruben i want it you're like man okay you maybe and now that i'm old i mean i'm not super old but getting i mean i gotta stretch and stuff in the morning ruben i don't know if i can do it anymore i'm like man i'm still kind of just wild enough to like maybe Ruben will put me on one, but I'm like, man, maybe he's gonna protect me and not let me get on that thing. Man, buddy, I I gotta stretch before I sit down and take a a duke, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. And That's I'm how like, old I am. Man, I don't know if getting on the bull is the right move right here. It's not a power play. I, we had Vicky last year. Man, I thought I had broken her hip or something with the way Gosh, she landed. I, you know what? When I saw that, I was like, that is that's that's insane, dude. Vicky, I was like, I gave her props for getting on because I was like, that is crazy to think that, like, just to even try to get on that bull. I'm like, in size comparison is crazy. Yeah, and and man, I thought it was gonna. Somebody told me they were bringing me a steer, and I thought it was gonna be like a little steer, and it was almost a bull. And I was like, 
Vic, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Like, no, I said I was going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I was like, yeah, oh, that's man. a threat to her, man. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a determination. Have you had yeah. uh, what what's like uh, your most successful celebrity bull rider? Has anybody kind of surprised you? You put on a bull and you're like, whoa, like I wasn't, they kind of, they kind of, they held their own. Man, I, I the, the first one was Luis. And that was just because it was a, the trial run we made Luis yeah, get on. You're board. like, yeah, if if he gets hurt, my mom might get mad at me, but that's <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna get sued. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the first girl was uh, what's a Maddie what? Hubbard's mom? Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was the first girl, and then uh, I know Co- Cody met- rode right one year, I think, or something like that. I'm not sure. No, it's just been her and and Vicky. And, uh, Vicky have been my only females. Did, did uh, Coach Gonzalez get on there, Butch? Coach Gonzalez, I think Coach Gonzalez is the one that stayed on the longest. Oh, okay. And then, and then uh, Frank stayed on the full eight seconds, but uh, Frank got lucky and got got a steer that time because the bull didn't show up. Oh, okay. So, so Frank's been the only successful eight successful second. eight second ride. Yeah. <laughs> so we we got O'Brien. Brian, oh man, poor Brian Morrow was the chief of, of fire department. Yeah, yeah. He got and he got on the bucker, man. Like, like we like, were. It was not playing. We around. felt bad. Like it wasn't a celebrity bull. That thing turned back at the gate and started spitting and stepped on his stomach. And I was like, oh, oh man. man. And uh, we had a DPS trooper. Uh, you know Penny Weddle or yes. Dalton? Uh huh, Dalton. This guy's real quiet, man. And I can't believe I asked him. He's like. Yeah, I'll do it. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's in second place, man, staying on the longest after Butch. That's you know? awesome, dude. I think that's so, I think that's crazy because like you really don't know who's gonna say yes or who's not. And then you know, you, yeah. you like a lot of people surprise you. Like, you, wait, you really want to? You're like, yeah, fuck it, I'll try it. Yeah. So, and then last year we threw a, you know, a, there, there's there's history here in Ozona. I don't know if we can talk about it or not, but. I know last year we threw a party, a kickoff party at the country club. Mm-hmm. And uh, lots of people were telling me like, really? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, we're, I feel like we're breaking them kind of barriers as well. Yeah. So it was neat. We had a, a kickoff tour, a kickoff party at the country club. Well, let me tell you, Ruben, we can talk about whatever the hell we want on here. <laughs> I'm not okay, going to well, hold it against you. but Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that, to me, that's, that that's, just shows. that Those are barriers it, being broken. And, I mean, some people might not see that or whatever, but. With the people from Ozona that have been there, they know they know what it means, and they know it's not typical. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. No shots at so, nobody. It just is what it is. What it fucking is. Yeah, and I, I mean it's 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 my stage, I guess, to try to get people to come together and just enjoy life. Right, and also <laughs> you know, just deep down in my heart and back in my head, I always like to see people squirm too. <laughs> you can tell when the ones that feel uncomfortable with stuff, but. That's like that's kind of like bull riding in real life, right? You're getting yeah. uncomfortable and you gotta hold on and see if you can make it. Yeah, it's uh, you know you you remember this when you were younger. I would tell you, this, life is just like like an eight second ride. Either you're gonna try to go for it, or, or you're just gonna let yourself fall and, and give up, or either yeah. dust off and get up again. Exactly. So those, uh, those rides, uh, that advice came in handy, man. All those, all those. Uh, crazy i have a few of my favorites but i'm gonna say that before we leave because i do want to say them before we leave but this, some of my favorites i have i still use to this day and they're like where the hell did you get that i'll give you this one we were at a game 
and man i can't even i don't even know what game it was or what we we're doing but i just remember you're like what keeps the oh you know it was a softball tournament i think and you're like what keeps the chicken or what keeps the neighbors from stealing the chicken and you're like defense <laughs> you just kept on giving <laughs> you kept on giving them all kinds of stuff that we'd end up saying defense and you're like wait a minute that's not a typical chant right there <laughs> you, you know what uh, i i announced my one one rodeo one time and the the rodeo clown was a professional guy and man, I felt so nervous. But once I walked in the arena, it was like I was Ruben Cruz again. And this guy starts shooting jokes, kind of trying to be funny. Yeah. Well, to me, it was like, oh, it's open game then. I'm going to yeah. shoot him back. Well, then before you know it, it's like the rodeo clown walks up to me and goes, hey, bro, uh, let me do my job. <laughs> and you're like, whoa. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Like, what? Because you got some awesome jokes, but, uh, Man, I've worked with you like two or three times, and I didn't even know that. You know, I was like, "Oh, yeah." He goes, "You never use the same joke twice." Is it? Is it? You mind you want to keep some? I was like, "Yeah." He goes, Don't <laughs> use them on me right now, bro, because you're you're kicking me. You're yeah, kicking me yeah, down. Yeah. I was hey, like, yeah. "Oh, hey, I was like, well, hell, it's, it's like you push me, so I'll push you back." <laughs> That's good. So, uh, yeah, so it's it's just a fun deal. We make it fun, and I think I think it's fun for people that that don't go out to bull ridings, you know, and I've, I've, there's people now that go to Vegas to watch bull riding because they enjoy tour local so much. I know, man. You've told me for years, you and Alejandra, it's usually during October, isn't it? I mean, it's coming up. It's like yeah. October. I forget the dates, but every year, like, hey, let's go to Vegas. Go to Vegas with me and my brother. Like, go do the go check the bull riding. And I'm always like, man, I wish, I, I, you know, I, that's something I'm probably going to eventually do. But I do, I do enjoy it, and I love. I used to love well, this, road to. This is to the road year road. you should do it. This is the year you should it, do it because it's here, right? It's moving to to Arlington. Yeah, it'll be like I said, November tenth through the sixteenth. We'll be up there, so it'd be the time to do it. That way, you can say you've been to the PBR finals. So. Man, I got you. And um, what is this? Is there like a, a bull riding season, like you know the NFL season? Like what months is it? Or is it just year round? They you, you know, it used to be it would stop in after the finals, you know, in October, December, and then January, it kind of slows down. February picks up. Nowadays, there's rodeos everywhere in the world, you know, with coliseums. Right, right. You know, you don't care about the weather. So, yeah, there's it's year-round. It's year-round, but it slows down about this time because people are getting ready for the finals. And, uh, you know, even the Bulls are becoming athletes these days that right. you can't take them so much because you want them in top shape for the yeah, finals. Yeah, you want them to perform at the finals. Yeah. I got you. And the finals is what? What is that, Ruben? Just real quick, that for the PBR finals, the finals they, they the, take the, the PBR best. The PBR finals right? are the top 45 guys in the world. First of all, you got to qualify to be in the pro circuit. Uh, then you pay your membership, you know, and then you, you travel all year round trying to be the top 45 in the world. So then at the finals, they take the top 45 and I think five alternates. That way, if somebody gets hurt during the, the five days of bull riding. So they're going to bring the top 45 bull riders in the world, top 40 bull riders in the world to the finals. But they're also going to bring the top 50 bulls that are going to buck, you know, every night on the championship round or something. But they're bringing the best athletes, both Cowboys and animals and these things are being raced like show pigs these days i mean 
They're... You know, Thomas has one bull right now that could probably make him a lot of money next year. So it's it's one of those deals where yeah, you like got to take care with the sport too. Like, you yes. gotta, not only are the bull riders getting better, but the the bulls are probably going kicking and right. bucking way harder than the ones back in the day. You you know, Mia's fourteen years old, and and one of the things that people don't know is that she's going to the finals. She's going to the finals. She's sitting in the number nine spot in the world against women nice. you know she did the junior fraternities mm-hmm. but then the, our partner was like man this bull could go further and me i was like well i'm ready to go up to the women's fraternities where she does the flank and she puts that that strap around the waist that people yeah. think is wrapped around the balls but it's really the waist groin area of the bull to to you know help them buck but these deals are bred to buck it's you yeah, know whether it's you in their blood buck, right yeah it's in their <laughs> you blood can tell, you so, can tell when a bucking bull is a bucking bull and then, like goes uh, last year, the guy that see the guy that runs the bull, the the livestock director for PBR, uh-huh. people were sending them videos from Toro Loco to show them the bulls. Like, hey, we're gonna send you a video from Toro Loco so you can see this bull. So that just shows you how far Toro Loco has gone. That yeah, they're the using growth, our right? platform to show bulls off to the animal director of the PBR to see if they can go to Vegas. Yeah, to see so, if their bull's ready, right? Because you, like so you said, you're bringing I, yeah. quality stuff. You're not just bringing anybody's bull. Or yeah, any bull. and that's something that sometimes fans don't even know that Ozona is producing that, in my eyes. Yeah, like some, me, some people are town. getting put on the map for the PBR yeah. through Ozona's Toro Loco, you know? Yeah. Like that's something that people don't – You they might just think, oh, it's just like this one week in a year we get this, you know? Yeah, so – they don't understand so that they're getting like some of the, you know, some of the top, like if you were relating it to NFL, some of the top, you know, NFL players, but bull riders or bulls that are out there in the PBR circuit. Yeah. I mean, I had kid, I had a kid that works with me and he said, uh, man, I was watching the bull riding on Netflix and the guy that won Toro Loco was on the show. Yeah. Said, yeah. Man he goes, how did you get him here? I was like, they want to come. They want to come ride bulls at Toro Loco. He's like, Holy! I took a picture with me and my kid. Took a picture. Was like, he was uh, real excited. Yeah. He was so I think that's out. what's neat. I think that's what's neat about Toro Loco. Then last year we added a rock paper scissor tournament, and that's because on Facebook, these people in China were having a rock paper scissor tournament for like thousands of dollars. <laughs> and I was like, hell, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. So man, we, it's cool. So we bought this like five hundred dollar belt buckle just custom made for tour local rock paper scissor tournament and uh we charged like 25 dollars and we only take 20 entries well my brother was like i need to win that buckle i mean this dude went as far as taking statistics on what they like, put in yeah trying gonna to win. <laughs> watch the real ones i'm telling you dude you told me that right now and i'm already like where do i sign sign me up for this rock paper scissors yeah i mean it's 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 it gets crazy man it gets crazy so and then this year we're adding a big screen to the outside okay so we might even have an area where if people want to come watch but they're still afraid of crowds they can they, they can probably stay in the car so, they can stay in their car and still see it off the big screen that's awesome ruben i think you're doing great things i think it's i i you know i have faith in you that toro loco is gonna go great i wish you the best of luck and all um where is there you said october 17th um, their place they can get tickets or you doing door admission there's somewhere on Facebook they hit you up or uh the only uh, the only thing hidden up is Christy if you want to order a t-shirt you get with her on Facebook you know tonight because I think the order goes yeah, out I think tomorrow the order's tonight okay I'll probably have to hit but it up. uh 
ticket wise, it's only going to be ten dollars this year, and it's at the gate. You pay at the gate; they'll give you a bracelet for general admission. VIPs are pretty much sold out, but it's ten dollars. Uh, kid, children, eight and under, free. And uh, you know, there's you you can't bring drinks or food. My mom will be in charge of the concession stand, and uh, but if you got a cold one, you can bring it with you. <laughs> I got you. you. Know, there you go. You can bring cold ones with you, but no, no other drinks or waters or, or food stuff, like, stuff that. like that. But it's yeah, but it's just ten bucks at the gate, and uh, we're gonna put on a show for you. We're gonna entertain you. Let's put it like that. We're gonna entertain you at ten o'clock. There you go. Y'all. We'll have uh, rock and roll music for the bull riding, and then we're gonna have the the rock paper sinister tournament, and then we're we're gonna bring in a surprise for that. So so okay. you gotta show up and see what it is. There you go. So y'all be sure to look out, keep up, show up for Mr. Ruben Cruz out there, Mr. Toro Loco out at the Ozona Rodeo Grounds. Well, Ruben, I guess we can just wrap it up there, man. It was a great it was great catching up with you, great talking. I hope we can do this as a yearly thing. As as Toro Loco comes up, you know, we can get a better you know, get a better um environment instead of this covid stuff hopefully it clears up and you know i mean shoot your dance is like last year i think or the year before that was amazing so you can get the full toro loco experience not the covid season one but nonetheless it's going to be a badass i know it is yeah i mean we we can make it we can make a party wherever they whatever kind of people they send us or whatever numbers we'll make it a party and (laughs) and yes once again thank you for having me man and, and this is a great thing you're doing with this podcast. Good luck in all your endeavors. And and once again, thanks to all the sponsors that are helping with Toro Loco. And thank you for letting us be a part of your show, buddy. Oh, man, thank you for coming on. And before you go, I'm going to leave it with uh, my favorite quote you gave me. Help me out because I'm trying to remember. But I, it's, I always say it. Um, when people get money, they go crazy. But yeah. when you get money, <laughs> what is it? Yeah, it started with... Uh, this rodeo business is what I do best, so why wouldn't I do it? When you go, when you make money, you go crazy. When I go crazy, I make money. <laughs> you heard it here, <laughs> folks, right there from Mr. Toro Loco himself. That's one of my favorite ones right there. So I'm going to have to keep it up. We might put it on a shirt or something, Ruben. We're going to have to collaborate right there. We're going to have to, buddy. We're going to have to. You need to put it on your podcast shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. It's going to be a slogan right there because I mean, we're going to be going crazy on the podcast coming up. We got a lot of things lined up, and I hope to have you back, not not just for Rodeo Talk, man, just to, you know, we can have a little special guest, little podcast with me and you on there, and I think it'll be fun, man. All right, buddy. You tell me when, and thank you. Like I said, thank you so much for having us. Uh-huh. No problem, man. I'll see you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, Ruben? Yes, sir. You be careful, buddy. Yes, sir. You too. Bye. Bye. And there you have it, folks. Toro Loco himself giving you the fucking rundown on all things rodeo and the Toro Loco bull riding challenge going on this weekend in Ozona, Texas. So be sure to go check him out there, man. Go show him some love. Bring some beer, like you said. Grab some food from the concession stand. I know Irma won't do y'all wrong with the food. And just have yourself a good time, man. God knows you all deserve it, especially with all this COVID bullshit that's been going on and this clown race of an election that we got going. This is the place to have that time and let go for a little bit. Anyway, the next few episodes coming up, we're going to have Eclipse from the Garage Barbershop out in Midland, Texas. He's a hometown boy from Ozona, most of y'all know. We have Dean Fierro from Fierro Promotions. He'll be stopping by. Shout out to him and Tyler Galindo on securing the new spots on the school board down in Ozona, Texas. I know they're going to do great things. There's a few more runoffs going, but we'll reach out to some of those candidates when the time comes and we can figure out what's going on there. 
And as these bands get back out on the road and start touring again, I'll be able to have some of my friends come in and chop it up with me. I know we'll be having new music come out soon from Parker McCullough's new album. I know for a fact Cole Wetzel and them are done recording their new album. They're just sitting on it waiting to release it. So we're going to have good music coming out. We'll have some guys stop by, Mike Ryan, Cole Wetzel, Dre Drums, Mason, um, Chase Satterwhite from Shane Smith and the Saints. We got we got enough people to go around. Um, it's going to be fun, guys. So if you like Texas country music, this is going to be your spot to come and check it out every now and then. Again, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for the support. Y'all go out there to Toro Loco and have a good time. Till next time. Peace. Some small town knows it don't